I work as an editor and producer at Make-In, but I'm also a freelance web and graphic designer. When I left my former full-time job to get into freelancing, I asked a couple of my friends who were already freelancing, in my mind, they were the pros, for chats over coffee to talk about how they got started and what lessons they've learned that make freelancing sustainable. I asked about digital tools for invoicing and got a recommendation that served me well enough. But about a year later, I was looking for an alternative that cost less and hopefully had a better looking interface. That's when I came across Cushion, an app that helps freelancers get peace of mind. And man, did I wish I had heard about it when I first began freelancing. We have so many people that just say, I can't believe I've never seen this before. It took me so long to find Cushion. Where has it been? And, you know, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, I don't know. It's been here. And, you know, how do I get it in the hands of more freelancers? The people that use it love it. I ask them to just spread it on to other freelancers. And that goes a long way. That's Johnny Hallman, founder of Cushion, talking to Macon editor-in-chief Eugene Can. Almost everyone on the Macon team and many of our community members, does freelance work. And we each have our own ways of coping with the varying workloads, flux of clients, and business aspects of being self-employed. It has proven possible for digital tools to create ease of mind. One of the keys to making it on your own as a freelancer is to lean heavily on things outside of yourself. Tools, books, other people, and online communities. All of these things lead to greater success than siloing yourself off. Johnny, a longtime freelance designer and web developer, came up with the idea for Cushion in early 2014, while in the midst of a particularly stressful season of freelance. Yes, there's a very definitive moment where I was taking on way too much work without realizing it. I had a problem where I had several clients that I was actively working with. Some were dragging their heels, the others were just starting soon. So I knew that they were going to start and like everything started to overlap. But then out of nowhere, I had to take a client gig that I couldn't say no to. So all of a sudden I had way more work than I knew how to handle. But I knew I had to get through it all. So I put my head down for several weeks and just powered through it. But at the end of it, I was completely burned out. I didn't want to work anymore. I I just wanted to take like weeks or months off, but I just wish I had something that would have told me ahead of time, like this perfect storm is going to happen so I could avoid it. So I could uh, maybe find a way to reorganize my time or be able to confidently say no to a project so that my health isn't affected by it. After this experience, he started setting aside months at a time when financially possible to work on Cushion with the hope that it might help him regain his personal peace of mind and be useful for others in the same way. It's something that I wanted myself. I've always had this problem of feeling like freelancing is very stressful all the time. Everyone feels very alone. Freelancing is like a roller coaster with inevitable highs and lows. And even though freelancers might feel alone while working from home, the number of freelancers is steadily increasing. According to 2017 research results produced by Upwork and the Freelancers Union, 57.3 million Americans are currently freelancing, making up 36% of the U.S. workforce. And the study estimates that by 2027, 
the majority of the U.S. workforce will be freelancing. A pace with this growth is the flood of technological tools available. You've probably heard a Squarespace ad at some point on your favorite podcast stating that the only difference between an idea and a business is getting a website up. Freelancers, even though we have all these resources now, people sharing how they've become freelancers, all these tools to help you freelance, it's still very lonely, especially for people that aren't in New York or a big city. Back home where I grew up, my parents are freelancers, but they're in a town of a few thousand people. You know, freelancing's not very common there. So like, who do they turn to? And they've sort of had to learn along the way. I'd really like to fix that along with other things that are downsides in freelancing. But it's like one step at a time. You know, it's this is like a multi-decade problem that we have, like just around everything. I want it to feel like you're thinking about going freelancing. Here's your packet. Here's how to do it. I want that kind of approach where it's a very achievable, doable thing. Even though freelancing is becoming so popular now, it's still like, where do you start? There's no clear answer. Cushion's purpose is like its name. It's meant to provide a clear enough picture of how things stand as it pertains to workloads, invoices, budget, and clients for freelancers to feel like they don't have their backs against a wall, that they aren't between a rock and a hard place, that they don't feel as though the proverbial crap is always just about to hit the fan. But before the app was built to the degree it is now, and before two other full-time Cushion team members were hired and the team started working out of the co-working space small city in Brooklyn, Johnny sat down to tackle just one problem. I just wanted to know how long can I coast without having to worry about taking on more projects to earn more money. I wanted to know could I take three months off comfortably? And at what date do I need to start worrying about my bank account versus just always worrying about it? Even if you're doing really well as a freelancer, you still remember the times that nobody calls. Like there's a freelance season where it's there's a bit of a dip. So it always freaks you out a little bit, but I wanted something to say like, you're gonna be fine for the next three months. Don't worry about it. Just make sure you're prepared for this date. Johnny Hallman has always been problem-oriented. When he experiences something not working well, he takes it into his own hands to make things right, at least as much as it is possible within his ability. For example, the time he created a lightweight Twitter client called Destroy Twitter as a side project in September 2009 while he was still in college. When Twitter first came out, I hated every Twitter app that was out there. It wasn't something that I found usable. I saw Twitter as like an IM client uh, or like away messages from back in the day. So I built my own Twitter app that was exactly that, and it sort of took off. He clearly hit on a pain point that other people were feeling too. At peak usage, the service sent out over a million tweets a month. Unfortunately, destroyed Twitter is no longer available because of Twitter API restrictions. There are two gargantuan challenges Johnny sees facing freelancers that he might not be able to directly solve. The first one, healthcare. The biggest thing that I would love to tackle, but not really love to tackle, like not be responsible for having to make this work, but just be able to affect change in it is something specific to the U.S., which is healthcare. That's such a big issue. Freelancers are in the worst position for healthcare, and 
It makes no sense. Small businesses just in general, just the way that, you know, politicians talk about supporting small businesses. It really should be a thing where if you want to start a small business, you should get benefits like a leg up over people that take a full-time job. You should be able to like, you know, do a single payer healthcare. Let's start it with just freelancers and see if it works. There should be all these benefits to wanting to go out on your own and do it because it's such a risk and it's like, you know, you start freelancing and you realize that, oh shit, I have to pay how much for healthcare as a solo person and it's not good healthcare at all. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I wish was just resolved because it's, it's not an issue in any other country. Like we have users all over the world and I talk to them about some of this stuff and they're like, oh, Canada is fine. Here or there, it's, it's no problem at all. The second, taxes. I can't imagine saying, I want to be a freelancer and all of a sudden, like your employer's been paying their employer tax and taxes are taking out of your paycheck. How are you supposed to know? Unless you have an accountant who's familiar with freelance, how do you know that these are the dates that you have to pay and this is how you have to pay and you have to pay estimated taxes and all that? I've known so many people who they feel great. They got through their first year of freelancing and then they get a, their IRS return. It's just like, oh, you owe the entire year's tax. And it either ruins them, deters them from freelancing ever again, or they just have to pay it. And uh, hopefully they set aside some money to be able to cover that. Johnny's thorough awareness of the whole gamut of freelancer issues comes from growing up in a household where both of his parents were freelancers. His father has been a freelance book cover illustrator for the past 40 years. After college, rather than following immediately in his parents' footsteps, Johnny took a full-time role at Adobe as a mobile developer and then as a prototype designer. Even though observing his parents' lifestyles included making note of their anxieties, full-time work just didn't cut it. Growing up with him, seeing how he was always paranoid about losing all of his clients, he kept a book under his desk of all of his bookkeeping, like always surrounded by freelancing. Yes. And I tried a full-time job at one point and it just physically didn't feel good. Like I felt uncomfortable the entire time sitting next to a manager, knowing that there is a chain of command ahead of me that I couldn't control anything. So that just made me think that freelancing was in my blood. There are useful lessons for freelancers to learn whether they started in the 1980s or are starting now or plan on starting in the next five years. How to organize your life, coping with watching your finances drain, and building a network of people. The main difference between Johnny's father making it as a freelancer four decades ago and now is what the internet has made possible. Easily accessible resources, support systems, and tools. Cushion takes full advantage of that. I think we finally embrace the fact that we're a small, nimble team, and that's sort of our advantage. We look at other competitors and they're big companies. They're, they've been around for 10 years, but because of that, they have a legacy of 10 years to support. So the web was very different 10 years ago and the technology involved was very different. So now we're building with tools that let us build much quicker. And just the way that I like to work, we like to ship new features each week or each day. And that's sort of unheard of for a lot of these big companies that have 
have to go through meetings and have people sign off on things. So I think for us, it's just something that we pride ourselves on being a small team and being able to know all the users personally, like people that have been with us for over a year, we know them, we know their name. Chatting with them is more of like talking to a friend and getting their feedback. This is what makes Cushion unique. Sure, Cushion does a bunch of things well. Forecasting, tracking invoices, highlighting work overload, and visualizing budgets. But this is Cushion's special sauce. You want to be working with something that feels familiar. You want comfort. So I think having a face to a tool rather than just being a, a blank spreadsheet or something goes a long way to feel like for those people that don't live in a big city, that at least they have somebody sort of guiding them through building this tool. And I think that's something that I'm, I'm proud of, of being able to be very transparent with what we do. From the first day that Johnny registered the domain name cushionapp.com, he has kept a blog and then he added a journal to document the process of planning, designing, and developing Cushion. The website has a page that shows running costs down to the cent. And there's a change log with every single developmental change to the app since 2014. You know, sharing our running costs go a long way. Like we get featured everywhere for that kind of stuff because it's something that nobody else does, which surprises me too. We just came out with a new page on our website that's just revealing the, our purpose. Like we want to be a sustainable business. We want to be a small team that works really efficiently. We don't want to be a startup that's looking for an exit. We're in it for the long haul and we want that to be very apparent. So just being as honest as we can with people, I think will go a long way. Is that at all challenging? No, I think really, it's the it's easiest like a, thing in the world is just yeah. saying, being honest. And is that pretty inherent to your personality? Too? Totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't hold back with talking about things or sharing things. It's been really easy to talk to Johnny via Cushion customer support. In fact, that's how this interview with him got locked down. The typical digital service user might dread having to contact customer support, but cushion support is a whole different ballgame from the kind that involves hold music, listing a string of customer ID digits, or filling out post-support interaction questionnaires. From my perspective, it seems like startups that are on that path of, you know, taking C round, Series A, Series B, support starts very early where they're like, okay, we'll have a support person once they get to a certain stage. But I want to keep this going as long as I can. I love talking to people because it's instantly like I can instantly respond to them, give them an answer, make them feel welcome. And then I learn from it too. We're learning so many, like, what are the features that people like? What are the things that keep them coming back to Cushion? And it's, sometimes it's not features. Sometimes it's just the way that they feel using it, like uh, a comfort level. And that's the kind of stuff that wouldn't get back to us if we had a layer of like a support team just fielding stuff and giving a summary. This is how the app has taken form over the past four years. We like to just say like, what do we want as freelancers? And there's a good chance that it's going to resonate with other people. We certainly take a lot of feedback from people that give us suggestions, and then we shape those the way that we think that it should be implemented. There's a lot of hopping around. Like We don't settle with like one idea for months at a time. We don't set these roadmaps that are set in stone. We like to just change things up along the way and think of it more of like this fluid, ongoing process of shaping the tool 
instead of just saying, these are the features and we're done. I like to feel it out and just say like, we can tweak this thing a little bit or this would be useful. A picture of Johnny's work life comes into focus. He and his team hop around amongst a variety of developing ideas. They're shipping features every week, if not every day. He's personally providing online customer support to all Cushion users and writing about the experience regularly. I kind of miss having two to three months off, but at the same time, when I took that time off, I was working on Cushion. So I think personally for me, I need to be working all the time. It's sort of what keeps me sane and feeling like productivity, feeling productive gives me energy. So I get excited about building stuff. And sometimes I get antsy on vacation when we just have to like sit somewhere nice, you know, by a pool or something. I like it for a week or so, but I just get, I'm ready to start working again. Yeah. Yeah, So I think it's, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Like maybe now that I'm getting older, you know, I'm not like when I first started, it was, you know, I was in my 20s. Now I'm in my 30s. So it might change, you know, my, my, what I find valuable might be a little bit different. Despite his clear love for constant work and productivity, anecdotally, Johnny really did once answer a support request from me while he was on holiday. Johnny readily talks about the personal toll of weathering the ups and downs of running a small business. Looking back at something you wrote in 2015 that pertains to sort of the emotional swings that come with doing this, do you think you've developed a sense of emotional fortitude after all these experiences, like almost being battle-hardened? Totally, Is there yeah. is there like a process to that? Like how would you... I mean, just being numb to it. And that's just a freelancing thing. I had that when I was freelancing. Just being able to say like, my bank account is draining right now and I'm okay with that. I need to focus on finding more work and doing that kind of stuff. And that translates right into running an app. Being able to pay people and watching the company's bank account drain while you're trying to find new users or grow the business itself. So it's definitely like, I mean, I still feel it. Like I still have those ups and downs. I have a supportive wife who's also a freelancer. So she definitely knows what I need. Uh, It's just finding the things that put you in a, a calmer space or it's sort of like just not thinking about the things that are really stressing you out and just trying to like focus on what gets you out of that. If users like Cushion, there's a good chance that they would like Johnny as a person. And if you know Johnny personally, there's a good chance that you would like Cushion. The product is very much a part of himself. It can be draining and a wellspring of concerns, but it's also a source of excitement and energy. All I want is just for Cushion to be my career, to be able to have a full-time salary that is paid for and have a team that is doing the work that they enjoy doing and getting paid well for it beyond that. I just want to have a good quality of life, be able to travel, be able to not stress about work, but still be able to work and enjoy it and be excited about it. You know, I, I, I worry about the day that it comes that I'm just not into it anymore. It's been four years now and I'm just still so excited to work on Cushion. So that tells me something. Whereas before, you know, I would have a full-time job for a year and just be totally over it. It helps that this is my baby. Um, I think this will keep me going for a long time. Using the Cushion app has shown me in comforting graphics that I can worry less about my finances and that I should be more careful of when I'm overworking myself. 
Getting to know Johnny through support channels and through putting together this story has shown me that sometimes when you really love what you do, you might wind up giving it more of yourself than would be advisable. But the returns you're investing in is shifting the system of how things are done for a growing demographic. The bet being made is that stressed freelancers will rest easier and pursue new possibilities more. Like I want to see it where freelancing is the norm and starting your own business, starting a small business is not something that you say like, oh, good for you. You're thinking outside the box, all that kind of stuff. I want it to be like, oh, cool. What small business are you starting? It should be a norm. This story was written and narrated by myself, Sharice Poon. The interview was done by Eugene Can. Illustrations for this story, which are visible on Macon.com, are my work. Audio was mixed by Elphick Wu. 